The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Sneakers and cleats. The podcast. Welcome back to the Sears Cleats Podcast. It is Thursday, December 21st. That's Zach Hedrick. I'm Matt Roy. This is episode 63. Back in our studios in San Antonio. Thank you to everyone <laughs> who uh, tuned in on Tuesday in Frisco. Uh, that was fun to do that live with Don and hear from Coach and hear from Rashad and Frank, even though the game didn't, ex- well, the game went how they wanted. Their performances, however, did not. Yeah, that kind of was a cruddy ending for them. Yeah. Just not being able to play as much as they wanted to, I'm sure. But. Yeah, and we also didn't know until, like, literally we signed off on the podcast on Tuesday, mm-hmm. and then we hear we see Pete Thamel tweet out, like, Frank Harris might not be playing. And we were right. wondering why at the end of the podcast we were at, getting asked if Frank was healthy, and we were like, yeah. From what we know. <laughs> yeah, I remember, you know, getting asked that too. You know, I was looking forward to watching Frank play and Rashad and, you know, all the seniors and stuff. And then everybody's just like, what's this, you know, yeah. you know, kind of crazy knows. how those rumors came out. Yeah, and and then, you know, but kudos to Coach Trailer and his entire team, apparently, yeah. keeping that under wraps for three weeks since the Tulane game. Yeah, we'll, we'll get into it a little bit later, but it's just like best kept secret in San Antonio is no. what, is what uh, no Jeff kidding. called it. So. Anyway, thank you to everyone who tuned in, and uh, we thought it went pretty well, and hopefully we can do more you know, on-location ones a little bit uh, later once we get into the new year. We're obviously going live again today, so that's good. Uh, number 63, for people who don't know, we start out with the uh, like what number our episode number reminds you of. So for me, 63 reminds me of two things that aren't jersey numbers. <laughs> uh, 63 points for Michael Jordan uh, in this, against the Celtics, the playoff or playoff single game high uh, still stands today. That was in uh, on the 21st of April in 1986. Double OT loss, 135-131 to the Celtics in TD Garden. Uh, Michael Jordan kind of putting the bulls on his back as he did for those early years. And 63 points against the probably the best team that the Celtics ever had and <laughs> with Larry and Bill Walton and – Parish and you know everybody. Yeah, that so. Celtics team was pretty stacked from what I remember in the Last Dance documentary. Yeah, exactly. I just rewatched it recently. That's why it still sticks out yeah, in, my, yeah. in my head. So, and then uh, for all of us here in San Antonio, George Gervin had his career high was sixty three points, uh, New or- against the New Orleans Jazz on April 9th of nineteen seventy eight. So, whoever was watching uh, and listening. On Tuesday, you heard Don mention that uh, because he likes to get ahead of us on the numbers and not <laughs> sticks to 62, which we were doing. So he mentioned that to 63, so wanted to write that down. But also, people who actually wore 63, Gene Upshaw, Jeff Saturday, you know. Those... I think of Jeff Saturday immediately just because yeah. you're used to watching him, you know, and Peyton Manning and all that, you know, all the years of success that they had running that division. So Yeah, he's been in the news lately, too, because um, – Peyton Manning has often has been saying, like on the Manning cast, how he knows Jeff Saturday's butt cheeks better than anybody's. <laughs> well, I guess that's going to happen, you know, whenever you play that long with the same center and everything. I always like the mic'd up moment where Peyton Manning gets mad, you know, and yeah. they're like, oh, and then, 
you know, Jeff Saturday gets up in his face and, you know, it's like, hey, you know, and Jeff Saturday's, I don't, I don't know, he must have been feeling good yeah. after his lift that week or he, whatever. He was like, he was like, run the damn ball. And Peyton, Peyton's like, just play center, all right? Just play center. Let me handle it. Classic moment. Yeah. So, all right, we're going to get into a lot of stuff today. UTSA, we'll get into the Cowboys a little bit, but this is our last episode before the new year. We're going to be off all next week because I'll be... I'll be going home for Christmas for the first time in six years or so. So back to Palm Desert, Palm Springs, California. My parents and uh, sister are very happy that that's going to sure be happening. Yeah. So uh, enjoy the time yeah, with family. Man. I will be in the desert. You'll be at the uh, at the Alamo Bowl on Thursday. So we're not going to see you on today. Thursday. So and then Don and Chuck both off until Thursday. I think so. We're gonna we're gonna call it call it a call it a week and have hope everyone has. Good Christmas and uh, New Year's and holidays. Happy holidays. Yeah, and very will... happy Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa. Yeah, <laughs> all those things. Yeah, uh, and we will be back on January second. So, because this is our last one, I wanted to get into a couple of Christmas topics before we get into some sports. Hit me. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Okay, so this is where I send outrage to all the masses. I have not seen Die Hard, you know, fully what? end to end. I know there it is. What? I've got. Two people immediately stopping and looking at me right now. So uh, I look forward to your letters. So I look forward to your letters. Yes. Oh my god. I have not seen it in Why? the end. I it just I don't know. It hasn't happened yet. So <laughs> Bob, you know. what, what time what year did that movie come out? Do you know? Before I was born. Yeah, well, I mean that so. means it was before I was born too, but at least I, I mean I've seen it. Yeah. Well, I'm, it's on the to-do list. There's a lot it's to do. Been on, it's been on the to-do list, I guess, huh? And you're probably not going to have time this Christmas. Damn. All right. Well, I mean, it, for me, I've seen it. It's not a Christmas movie. Unequivocally, 100%, not a Christmas movie. Christmas movies are like Elf. Like, mm-hmm. they revolve around Christmas. Uh-huh. Like, everything has to do with, like... With presents or Santa or like a Christmas mission or a Christmas miracle or any of those things. Or the meaning of the holiday. Correct. Die Hard is like, it's not that. Don't look at me like that, Luis. Go around a party. Grab a mic. Party. Grab a, grab the mic. <laughs> <laughs> the movie t- the movie tickets place around a party. Christmas party. Okay, but so that's the setting. That's that's why because okay. there's a Christmas party and because it's Christmas time doesn't make it a Christmas movie. Like four brothers in that case could be a Christmas movie. If you want to call it that, so we just we, have you seen um, uh, Hawkeye, the Marvel series? No, not the Marvel series. Okay, no. the Marvel series is taking place around Christmas time. Does that make it a Christmas series? No, it just means that it's taking place around Christmas. Yeah. It's the same thing with Die Hard. Just because it's taking place around Christmas and there is a Christmas party doesn't make it a Christmas movie. Is it a good movie? Absolutely. Zach wouldn't know, but it is a good movie. <laughs> Hopefully Zach will find out eventually. I just know Alan Rickman's in it and right, you man. know, so I would I would look forward to watching him and along with Bruce Willis. Isn't it Hans, the... Hans Gruber? Is that his, is that the name of the Hans? Movie? Hans? I think Hans that's his Gruber. name. Yeah. Uh also, I know it's a hot topic of debate always this time of year. All right. Well let's get to in since we're not going to – I don't think either of us put it as a Christmas movie. One, you haven't seen it. And two, I just don't think it is. What are your top five Christmas movies is the next question then. Okay. Um, hmm. Well, 1A and 1B for me are uh, Home Alone and Christmas Vacation. Uh, okay. Those two I can just watch end on end. What? And- well, how can Home Alone be a Christmas movie? <laughs> <laughs> we have so many people debating in this room right now. <laughs> we need to get more mics in here. Our, our digital guy. It guide. just happens to happen 
around Christmas. I see. I'm not Does arguing Does it make that one. it a Christmas movie? No, but you know. I well, I mean, if if you go into like how I mean John Hughes and how that movie was made, uh, the the story of how that uh, how Home Alone was made was pretty fascinating. Uh, you know, budget movie kind mm-hmm. of you know wasn't given near the amount of money that you know all these other movies were being made. Right. But anyway, uh, one of the most popular movies of all time. But yeah, you know, it, it's it to me, Home Alone is timeless because you know, yeah, it, it's got the cartoonish hijinks and everything like that. Joe Pesci and um, <laughs> Daniel Stern are just right. fantastic, uh, co- you know, comedy with all the pratfalls and everything like that. Well, stuff they ha- that they had to do for real. Right. But anyway, uh, getting back to the top five, Home Alone, Christmas Vacation for me, one A, one B. Three, uh, Elf, I would I would put up there. Yep. Just Will Ferrell, his facial expressions, you know, are are great. I think my favorite is like when he goes in to give the raccoon a hug and the thing snarls at him and he he kind of recoils and he ooh ooh, you know, <laughs> it just it's it's priceless. You'll enjoy this. So we were in we were up in Frisco on Tuesday and Jack Green of all people quoted Elf. There, well, and I was like Jack, I of all people that were to quote the movie Elf. It wasn't expected uh, out of you. No, well, I, yeah, having well, it doesn't surprise me as much, but I can, I can see that. Um, and then uh, let's see, four. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna slide in Muppet Christmas Carol uh, okay. because again, it doesn't get better than the Muppets. Uh, okay. Plus, Great Gonzo as as Charles Dickens is is excellent. And then fifth, uh, it's kind of a new one. I mean. Uh, it's it's kind of been sliding. It's relatively new to the, but it's spirited, uh, starring Will Ferrell and Ryan Reynolds. It's a musical, which is kind of also a little added bonus, I think, for me. You know, I, I kind of a sucker for. I don't think I've seen that one theater. actually. So it's on Apple TV Plus. Okay. Uh, but it's the Christmas Carol story, but from the perspective of the ghosts doing the haunting and huh. stuff like that. So, and then you throw in it's a musical too. So it's it's kind of fun. I think it's clever. It's it's very nice, cute. Kind of gets you in the holiday spirit. All right, I like it. I like it. So, spoiler alert: I'm just not like a huge Christmas. Person, mm-hmm. I'm not a huge Christmas fan. Like I like it, but like I'm a very, I'm very much a put your decorations up after Thanksgiving kind of guy. Uh, yes, please for the love of God, don't play Christmas music like all year long or like in October. Like just start at December first because by December twenty fourth, it's just you just get sick of it. I would say Christmas music is fair game the day after Thanksgiving. That's fair. That, that's fine. I, I can I can get with that. But it's like. Just it just gets old really fast. Sure, and I know it's a time of giving, and you know whatever. But it's like it's just come gets, on, it's, Scrooge. I, I am. I'm a Grinch. I really am. I'm a really. I'm really a Grinch. We have we have someone upstairs. Melissa Vega decorates her desk every year. It's in, a winter wonderland in, in the most extravagant way, and I sit right next to her. And so we still have the COVID screens up upstairs somewhere, or some places. And so I put just a picture of the Grinch right on right on hers because I'm like that's my Christmas decoration. You're gonna steal it, huh? So speaking of the Grinch, uh, I'm gonna put him at five. The the Jim the Carrey, Jim Carrey movie. Jim Carrey. That's version. a solid one. Yes. Jim Carrey version of the Grinch. I've seen I've seen recent interviews with him where. Um, He's like he, he almost quit the movie because he, he getting put in all that makeup every day. It was like ten to I can see how, hours yeah, of makeup that's every probably day. Exhausting. He was uh, it was like being buried alive is what he said yeah. because of all the makeup. So he almost quit that movie. But anyway, we're I think we're all happy that he didn't because mm-hmm. that was a classic. Yeah. Um, 
a Christmas story is one. There's probably four, I think. That's one of the classics that I don't watch every year. But if I am to watch a Christmas movie, I'll watch a Christmas story. Mm-hmm. Um, Home Alone's probably three. And then I'll put Elf at, I think I have Elf at two. And then I have It's a Wonderful Life at one. Okay. Uh, my dad was fascinated with It's a Wonderful Life. Every single year, him, whenever we were over at his house on Christmas Eve, my he would make us watch It's a Wonderful Life, and I was just like, I hate this movie, and now I'm like, <laughs> now, now you're I'm like, now yeah, you're bought it's in. A pretty good movie, yeah. I mean, like it's just it's so sad at first, and you're like, why are we watching this? And you turn that's, you want to turn it off, right? And you're just, and then that's, it all gets better. That's how I am with that movie. It just starts off like I know it's redeeming in the end, right. but it's so sad, and it's <laughs> I just I can't buy in. You yeah. know, it's it, it's like you're not hooking me. Yeah, the, and, sec- the second the pharmacist hits him because of his ear and, and his with his ear, I'm just like, stop, just like I'm over this, please, <laughs> for the love of God. And then it gets happy, and I'm just like, no, I, I hated this for so long. You can't make it happy now. But it's still a really good movie. Uh, Elf is probably too because I love Will Ferrell. Um, that movie is 20 years old this year. Thanks for making me feel old. Um, I'm just, I'm, <laughs> facts. I well, mean, I mean, it's a wonderful life. Like eighty years old. Well, sure, so. <laughs> but it's like you kind of you grow up watching that movie because it's it's been around. Well, but. think about it this way: Anchorman's like over t- over twenty years old. Yeah, Anchorman's twenty three years old, and that's my favorite movie. Yeah. of all time. That's I mean, well, kind of crazy how these you know those things happen. You don't think, oh, I, I remember this. You know, it doesn't seem that long ago, but no, it actually is. Yeah, <laughs> sucks. Um, all right. We got through Christmas movies. Let's get through Christmas traditions. So favorite Christmas tradition, whether that's family, whether that's, you know, opening packages on uh, or presents on uh, Christmas Eve. What what are the what are the Hedrick family traditions? <laughs> um, you know, we I don't know if we have like we do have traditions and, you know, there's there's not anything you know, hard and fast set things or something. I mean, we'll exchange kind of like family gifts on Christmas Eve. Santa comes Christmas morning. Um, so, you know, that that's mm-hmm. kind of reserved for Christmas morning and everything. But the gifts that we get each other, you know, we kind of exchange all those. Uh, lately, it's, you know, we're, we're putting puzzles together like all throughout the week or something like mm-hmm. that. Uh, it's helping mom cut and decorate and ice and frost and sprinkle Christmas cookies and everything. It's a process, uh, but it gets done, and everybody's happy when it gets done right. because <laughs> you know you can't have Christmas without Christmas cookies. So those those are kind of the main things uh, I think. Really, to me, it's it's just getting to. I've gotten to that age where it's just like I don't care. I don't. I I don't need anything. Mm-hmm. Just let me spend time with family. Uh, you know, with my parents and my sister, and it that that to me is just time worth time well spent because it's just yeah. that that's what makes it. Well, especially when you get to, when you're in this industry specifically, it's like oh yeah, you don't get it very often. Yeah. <laughs> so like I'm sure you got some time this past week. You were off this past week with your family and stuff. Mm-hmm. And next week I'll cherish the five days that I'm having in the desert because like you don't get that very often when you get to. Those, kind of unbroken, those like working, yeah. Those working years when you're, especially when you're in this industry, and you're just like, all right, it's Christmas. It's another day at right. this point, you know. Um, for me, my mom did something when I was a kid that I thought was stupid, and I think is really smart now. <laughs> um, she gave us and continues to give us an ornament every year as one of our presents. Uh-huh. So she gives us an ornament, and she tries to. Um, 
she tries to like relate the ornament to what we're into that year. So like when I graduated in 20 or 2013 from high school, um, <laughs> that's Bob. Um, hi Bob. Hi Bob. <laughs> Again, limbo. Um, so in 20, like 2013, when I graduated high school, she got me a, like a little graduation thing. When I got my first car, which was, or my second car, which was my dream car, which was a red Chevy Camaro. She got me a little red Chevy Camaro. And so every year she would get us a different ornament. And then when, Good I, tradition, and then when I moved out of the house, she was like, here, these are yours to start your own Christmas tree. There you and go. So now, yep. when, now that Jordan and I are, have our own Christmas and our own Christmas tree and all that stuff, I have all of these decorations and stuff from my childhood that remind me of every year. So it was, I thought it was just like, why is, why are you doing this? Why? And then it makes sense. Yeah. And then I left and she's like, see, yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's like actual life size because I had a similar tradition too with my family, but I have like a little, you know, kind of mini Christmas tree. Yeah. They're actual ornaments and for it's the like, whole tree. So it's yeah. the real life. Yeah. yeah no, so I, I like have, that. So I will have, I think I have 28, I'll, I'll have 29 this year because I was zero for my first Christmas. So I'll have 29 ornaments on the tree this year. Actually, I don't put a couple of them up because they're old and broke and all this stuff. But, <laughs> um, but yes, I have, I have 29 ornaments in on our tree right now or around our tree right now from my mom. So that's my, one of my favorites. My second one was, uh, 11 or 12 o'clock, depending on the year. We always go over to my grandma's house for Christmas and mm -hmm. she always, we always just bring all of our presents over there. So we'll open like a couple at my house or we'll, no, we'll do stockings in my house. Sorry. We'll do stockings in my house and then we'll bring all of the actual presents to my grandma's house and we'll all just have a, nice. have a Christmas over there. And my grandma has always put out, she did charcuterie before charcuterie was a thing. <laughs> and so she would have all the cheeses and the crackers and the meats and stuff. And she calls them poo-poos. And so, <laughs> and so she was like, I, I always just got so hyped. I was like, Mimi, are the poo-poos ready? And she's right. like, the poo-poos are out, Maddie. The poo-poos are out. There so we go. I talked was to her grandma's just, house far? No, it was like, 10 minutes. That's, oh man, that is so great. Yeah. It was always like 10 minutes away. She, they still live in the exact same two places, my my house and my grandma's house. So, but uh, I talked to her yesterday and I was like, Mimi, you know what we need on Monday, there right? There you go. She's, she's like, the poo poos are Get here. Ready. Don't worry. Nice. And so that's my favorite Christmas tradition. And lastly, um, uh, turkey gets a bad rap now, but is it is it ham? Is it turkey? Or is it prime rib in the Hedrick household? Uh, I think around Christmas time it's ham, uh, turkey. I think it, you know that's Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. I know some people can do turkey at Christmas too. I wouldn't be opposed to turkey around Thanksgiving, but I, I think so. We did ham this this round, mm -hmm. you know. So it's, it, I think I think ham for Christmas. Hundred percent, it's ham or prime prime rib. It's one of the two. Like whether if you obviously if you can afford prime rib and stuff, you, that's the better option there. But um, it's always one of those two for me. Turkey is very much a Thanksgiving. Yeah, sort you kind of get turkeyed out after. Yeah, well, especially if you make a huge turkey and you're just eating it for like a week and a half yeah. after Thanksgiving, you're just like, all right, I'm done. I'm done. Thanks, though. Appreciate it. Uh, if anyone has uh, comments or anything about our horrible Christmas takes or him not being able to see um, <laughs> Die Hard yet, uh, or you want to tell us some of your family traditions, let us know. You can. The comments are open. Um, we will try and get – I need to get Bob a mic somehow so we can read some of these. But we'll, we'll hand Bob a mic real quick. Hold on. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Just in case there is, we'll get Bob. We'll get Bob a mic over there. Our new tradition is crossing the camera. Yeah. Yes. Well, hey, the third wall is is so overrated. All right. Uh, fourth wall. Sorry. Anyway, all right. Let's get to some uh, actual sports. So, UTSA uh, was about to have a really crappy Christmas. It looked like um, because a half hour before the game, it was officially ruled that Frank Harris wasn't going to play in the bowl game. 
even though for three and a half weeks beforehand in probably six to eight press conferences and media availabilities, everybody I, – I got Jeff Trailer crying on camera about how happy he was to coach Frank Harris one more time and coach all these seniors one more time. And sure enough, even though he was doing that – he knew Frank Harris wasn't playing. Like it is the best, most impressive feat I have seen in a long time from any sports team actually being able to keep that a secret, especially in the in the world we live in today, where there's a leak or there's something happening right. and someone lets it slip that Frank's not playing. Everybody on the team knew, and sure enough, until three hours before kickoff, Marshall did not. Right. Um, I first when I when I first heard and and. When y'all were talking to all the players afterward, you know, I guess okay, maybe they did know. I mean, I I was kind of questioning at first, like, did the whole team know? I mean, I can understand if both Coach Trailer, the medical staff, and Frank all knew. And Owen, and right, because then it's like, you know, I, I can imagine Coach Trailer just being like, okay, it it's kept here, circle of trust, mm-hmm. and. I know I'm not going to say anything. So, like, if it gets out, I know it's you know it's right. somebody down here. But um, I mean, kudos to them though for doing that. And um, you know, you, you feel awful for Frank. You know, he wanted to be out there because it's and he would have. He was probably doing everything in his power to get out there. It's just oh, he was finally. Um, I mean, and he's had a laundry list. I mean, even going back to high school, yeah. poor guy. You know, just dealing with knees and surgeries and everything. And of course, everything that he dealt with in the spring getting up to play this year. Uh, but I, I really think, you know, seeing it, it's kind of the fruits of everything that he's done. It, it paid off, you know, seeing them win on Tuesday night. Right. And just for reference, anybody in the media and in, in not in San Antonio that doesn't know Frank and Jeff that says Frank opted out, shut up. Like, right. Yeah. Like just shut up. That's, that's the furthest thing from the truth. Frank, I guarantee you, Frank put every single effort into playing this game, and there's just some no things doubt. you can't play through. Right. And he, I mean, he couldn't play through this. If he took a hit, it would have damaged the rest of his life, not mm-hmm. just this game. Right. And so he and he played through half of the game against Tulane with this injury. He got shot up and played through half of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, the the injury that happened to Frank happened in the first half of the Tulane game. Went in at halftime, got a shot, played through the pain that day, and they still ended up losing. And it's just like three and a half weeks later, it wasn't ready. Mm-hmm. And so anybody who says that he opted out, just shut up and t- don't talk about UTSA anymore because you obviously <laughs> don't know what you're talking about. But to, that's first off. And then second off, you go down 14 zip because the first five possessions of Owen McCown's career are – uh, of his first start, at least. I know he played against Tennessee. But right. uh, of um, his first start are punt, interception, punt, interception, punt. And it's just like, well, this is going badly. Right. And so <laughs> everything is kind of like falling down, and then they finally get a touchdown on the board, and then Rashad Wisdom gets hurt, the other emotional leader mm-hmm. on this team who everyone, when you when you think of UTSA, you think Frank and Rashad and then, mm-hmm. or Jeff Trailer. Right. And so it's like you lose the two faces of your program within the first 16 minutes of the game, and you're just like, what the hell else can go wrong? That you could have you could have seen UTSA all crumble upon itself and kind of start pointing fingers and just be like, you know what, what was me? But they didn't do that. 
they they came back and won that game and were dominant from the time that they went down 14-0, one thirty and ended up going on a thirty-five to three run. And it just showed exactly how impressive the resiliency of this team is, as we've seen all year long and all the entire time Jeff Trailer's been here. Yeah, kind of to that point, the the culture of this program. Um, sometimes it ain't pretty, and but they they stick to it and they grind it out. I think. You know, that was kind of the, the adjective of the night. You know, Coach Trailer was calling it another gritty win, and that certainly was it. You know, losing two of your key guys, but still, you know, this team finds a way. Um, you know, that's I, – I almost, you know, compare – not compare, but I find a lot of similarities. I think of Army, you know, they kind of do the same thing where it's just like, it ain't pretty, but you know what? They're going to give you heck yeah. for 60 minutes, and that's what UTSA does. You know, it's like they may not have all the five stars or, you know, flashy, you know, things that all these other big-name programs have, but it's just like, man, they, they find a way to get these guys – you know, they coach these guys up, they develop them, they get them into spots where they do really well in the things that they can do, and then, man, they go out and execute. So when they when they stay within themselves and, and just play, you know, complimentary football, man, it's it's awesome to watch. Just an update, Mimi just texted me and said that we're having poo-poo's ham and prime rib because it's a, speci- it's a special holiday since I'll, since I'll be home for once. So <laughs> – we are we pulling are, out all the stops. So next Monday, I will be in a food coma as we watch uh, basketball and football on a Monday. So that's enjoy good. it, man. All right. So um, the the thing that took my takeaway from the end of the game, especially because I, I was lucky enough to be on the field and get to talk to a lot of the guys afterwards. And Owen was the first person we ended up talking to, and so and he, after the first five possessions, he was balling. He was mm-hmm. lights out. The fir- there was a forty-one yard play to Taiki Ogo Kellogg at the. Uh, beginning of the second quarter that just loosened everything up. Everybody loosened up after that. They started playing their game, and it was fantastic. So Owen was the first person we talked to, and I started seeing a theme as we talked to Owen, and then we talked to uh, McEwen, and then we talked to Josh, and we talked to Frank and Rashad, and then we talked to uh, um, 16, Booker Booker Brown. Hey, Booker Brown. Yep. Um, and so we talked to all these guys, and the first words out of their mouth were the seniors. Mm-hmm. Seniors, the seniors, the seniors. And so I started asking them, I was like, why is it every single time I ask you guys about the importance of this game, it's the seniors? And it's because this senior class, especially with Rashad and Frank and Josh and the list goes on and on, even the punter and like everyone has been here for so long and they've invested so much into this program. And when they got here, it was crap. Not, I mean, relative to what it is now. And now they're a perennial contender for the conference and the divisions and they're they're competing for playoff spots maybe in the next couple of years because of the expansion of the playoff and it's because of these seniors and because of Jeff Trailer. and so getting this win and checking off this aspect of their bucket list was just so important to everybody no matter who was on the field they wanted to win this game no matter what yeah and I think it's you know the first of many more something that I think struck me with what Coach Trailer said, "It's like yes, all these seniors are leaving, but the fabric of what these guys, yeah. you know, have instilled is going to, you know, reverberate through the next, you know, three, four, five, however many years, yeah. uh, as long as you know the guys who see this example stick around, and then hopefully that winning tradition continues, that culture." And then it just keeps on getting passed down because that's that's what builds a program. Yeah, that's what Devin McEwen had said um, after the game. Is he was like. They set the standard. Mm-hmm. They they now have set exactly what the expectations are. Right. And whether we meet them or not, that's on us. Mm-hmm. So I, I 
I know Frank's leaving now, and I know Rashad's leaving. I know they're losing a lot of seniors, but do not expect this team to take a step back because they they have some kids, Amador and, and McEwen and all of these guys that are balling out. You got to look at the future. Yeah. There's there's a lot of good talent on this UTSA yeah. program, and they did not lose a lot to the transfer portal. And kind of it's refreshing to hear what McEwen said, and I know it's gonna it's almost like a year to year thing, you know attitudes change and all that but it's it's refreshing to hear that you know in this day and age of transfer portal and nil mm-hmm. that hey that's this is the culture and it's up to us to uphold it so yeah. uh when you have that kind of attitude and if you know i'm sure McEwen's not the only one that shares that viewpoint you know so that's if that's the attitude of your entire team man you know just think of the possibilities. And that was the attitude with all the seniors to begin with. It's like, we want to set the standard for everybody. And they did exactly that. And as long as you have Jeff trailer here to keep that standard going and keep the culture, keep the triangle going, then, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, you, the sky's the limit for these guys. They could, they could very well come back. And if Owen is plays like he did in the last three quarters and they have depth at the running back position, they've depth at the wide receiver position. They've got depth all over. They have a lot of alignment coming in from this recruiting class we saw yesterday. Mm -hmm. So they're, they're going to be a force to be reckoned with. Yep. So, uh, all right, let's get to the Cowboys real quick before we get out of here. Um, not going to talk about the Spurs today because it makes me sad. <laughs> um, the Cowboys and the Dolphins play this weekend. Obviously, the Cowboys got trounced uh, against the Bills. I'm kind of glad that we didn't end up going to that game because <laughs> it would have been really sad to go into that locker room. Cold and wet and miserable. Cold, and yeah. It just would have been a cold day in Buffalo, which nobody wants. Um, so... This week, though, they're playing in a slightly warmer environment in Miami, and uh, they are the same uh, point spread underdog this week. I believe it's two points again uh, to a AFC East team. How do you see this game playing out after, as we know, the Cowboys are much different on the road than they sure. are at home. They are much different against good teams than they are bad, Right, and it's, it is a must win. Yeah, and I think, you know, if you're listening to all the national talking heads, you know, the Miami Dolphins kind of have some of the same warts as the Cowboys do. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like they're not very good against the good teams. So this one, it's just kind of like, well, which one is going to rise to the top here? Um, Tyreek Hill, of course, being a question mark, but but still the Dolphins have have plenty of other options. I mean, Devon A. Chain, former A&M, you know, running back. So they utilize all their skill guys very well. Uh, and you know Mike McDaniel is is gonna you know put his guys in good positions and everything, um, you know I think I feel like Miami can be a little bit more balanced. Of course Buffalo didn't need to be; they could just run the ball and right. run rough shot over them. I think the Cowboys have a history of bouncing back. I think they'll play better. Uh, this might be one where I think Dak has to win it. You know, so yeah, the Cowboys. Don't, it's a it's a coin flip. They don't play bad back to back games. They haven't lost back to back games. I think since twenty twenty one. Yep, uh, is the statistic I heard a little bit earlier this week. I'm going to be interested to see though how they respond because they don't play well against inside zone teams or inside running teams because their DTs aren't very good right now. Mozzie Smith has not played up to standard uh, of his, yep. or the or the um, class that his first round grade says he should yeah. be playing and with they're out with they're out Jonathan Hankins right now. Yeah. So the inside of that D line is questionable. However, the, that's not really what the what the Dolphins do. They're an outside zone team. They're an outside running team. And so if you're gonna run towards Micah, let's just say, and you have a lot of this motion and, and movement before the snap, if you're gonna try and run to the outside, Micah's quick enough to get out there and set the edge to force him back inside. So 
I think it's kind of like a styles make fights sort of thing. We're going to have to figure out how they, um, or we're going to have to see how they uh, hold up on the back end with their DBs on defense. But I think that the uh, offensive side for the Cowboys has more than has enough weapons to make life hell for the, for the Dolphins D. Yeah. And it's going to be interesting to see Miami's approach. Will they do the same thing where, you know, they, they set their safeties back and don't, don't let them beat. Don't, we can't let the Cowboys beat us deep. That was the, you know, Buffalo's approach. Uh, But still, you know, that that was the thing that I think maybe might've been most frustrating. It's just, you know, okay, they're not going to let you get past 20 yards. Well, still didn't find a way to dink and dunk your way down the field. And that didn't happen. Of course, you know, Buffalo wasn't the best of conditions, but still it's like you would, you would like to find a way to, you know, move the offense a little bit. I think if the Cowboys were going to lose a game though, in their final four, that was going to be, that that would have been the one it's going to, it's the coming off of the huge win against Philly. You're going on the road. You're in Buffalo against an AFC team that is, desperate for a win yeah. at that point like they need Buffalo is already in playoff mode yeah that was a playoff game for Buffalo yep. and it wasn't for the Cowboys because and, and they're saying and Clarence Hill and I know all of the guys up in uh Dallas and all of the beat writers are saying that the Cowboys didn't know that they had clinched I don't really buy that uh because they had clinched a playoff spot by the time the game kicked off in right. Buffalo so I don't know what that plays into it but when you you know all those factors come in and Buffalo was just a it was a scheduled loss almost and yeah. so now you're going to Miami, and you are since since Philly le- lost on Monday, you have a chance. Yep. All they need to do, you're basically your division hopes ride on Tommy Cutlets uh, <laughs> and the Giants playing against beating the uh, Eagles one of those two times that they play either this week or in two weeks. So um, I think that the Cowboys will win this game. I think it's going to come down to a last second, maybe a Brandon Aubrey field goal or or a, a final drive by Dak because we've seen the Dolphins lose at home. We just saw them lose to the to the Titans two weeks ago, and mm-hmm. when they played like crap, but that was without Tyreek. So it's it's going to come down to health. Uh, Tyron Smith popped up on the injury report with some back injuries or back problems this uh, today, and uh, Zach uh, Martin has that thigh bruise. So we'll see how effective he is if he gets to play or if you know something else happens, but. I think that the that the Cowboys will win this game and then go into their final two games against the Lions and the Commanders, trying for a, still with hopes of a AFC or excuse me NFC's title. Yeah, I'm with you. I think that can happen. I, I like the chance. I like the Cowboys' chances if it does come down to a Brandon Aubrey field goal. So. I think he hasn't missed yet. So. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's going to be another coin flip, another good game. Hopefully, you know. Um, so. I'm interested to see how the Cowboys respond. And if they do get punched in, in the mouth again, it's like, can they actually put up a fight this time? Yeah. So we uh, thank everybody for joining us today. We thank everyone for joining us this year. Since uh, June, we've been doing the podcast and it's been gaining a little bit of steam. And we thank everybody that has invested their time and effort into us uh, this year. We hope to make it even better next year. January 2nd, going to come back. We will be, that. it'll be Tuesday, Thursday, that, or, is that a Tuesday? Yeah, it'll be Tuesday, Thursday that week, and then every week there on after it'll be Monday, Thursday, and uh, we are we are planning some really fun stuff. So it'll be fun. Zach, uh, thank you for for coming on and no worries. And always in providing insight, even though you haven't seen one of the most popular movies of all time. <laughs> I need to get you like a DVD or oh, DVDs are outdated now. I need I'm gonna like stream. Yeah, Bob, don't look at me like that. I, I, I'm showing my hey, age I still, now. Yeah. Do you still have DVDs? Do, yeah, I got a whole thing of DVDs, a whole mm. stack of DVDs and Blu-rays. So you know, you're showing your age now. 
Hey, <laughs> uh, I'm 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 kind of analog a little bit in in some form, so I'm analog. I'm all for it. I don't even have cable at this point. I well, just we're analog. Everything. We're analog here with paper. You know. So. What do you want me to do? Print it? I mean, no, you want to pull I your mean, laptop out? Sure. Well, we got it. Phones, whatever. I mean, but you know. <laughs> anyway. Thank you, everyone, for watching the Seniors Cleats podcast. Remember to download, rate, review, subscribe. Give us a five-star rating. Tell a friend. Tell an enemy. That'll be your uh, Christmas gift to me. Thank you so much for watching. We'll be back on January 2nd. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. We will see you right back here in the new year on the Sneakers and Cleats podcast.